0: Welcome guys to episode four of our fifth season here on the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast today. We are going to break down four common problems, health problems in today's modern world. And I'm sad to say, it's very likely you have at least one of these problems. Or if you don't, you are probably on your way towards realizing this is something you need to be proactive to avoid. So don't be alarmed. There's definitely great steps we can take towards avoiding these problems. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dive into these four concerns, I want to tell you about something that's helping me have no concern in my garden soil this spring. I had so much success last year. Once I tested my soil, I know I talked about it on the podcast last year, and I'm excited to be doing another soil test. Actually today, when I'm done recording, I'm heading out to the garden. I'm going to take my sample and send it in. I can't wait to find out if my soil has improved. But these tests put so much power in your hand as a gardener. You definitely should check it out if you grow any of your own food, even if you grow in containers out on the deck or the patio. Wherever the dirt is, you really should test it to have the best food possible. If you go to solelyrested.com slash soil, S-O-I-L, you can find out exactly what test I highly recommend, and you can also get a coupon code. It's The code is solelyrested for 15% off with the Redmond Agriculture's soil test kit. But go to solelyrested.com slash soil And everything you need to know about this kit and how to get it at the best price you can get it at is going to be right there. Guys, it's a great deal. It's a great investment. Okay, so the first of the four modern health concerns that we're going to talk about is gut health. It's an issue for almost everyone, honestly. And the reason that this is an issue for so many people is because it has so many, um, Uh, There are so many causes, so many things we do in our modern day life that leads to poor gut health. And I know I personally am guilty of a lot of these things, and I've been working at improving these situations, but it's a fact of modern life. Stress is a huge cause that leads to gut health, and that's something that I'm not so great at dealing with. Like it's good stress in my life because I love my jobs. I love my work, but I have deadlines and I have a busy day. And, and I also make my own stress sometimes, you know, if you can relate to that, right. (laughs) Um, not getting enough sleep. I I'm honest with you guys about that all the time. I need to work on that. Um, not being outdoors enough, especially in the winter in new England. Um, It's the next one I don't have a problem with at all because I don't use it, but I know it's very common to use a sanitizer in your hand soap or like just a sanitizer to put on your hands, you know, that you carry around in your purse or whatever. Um, Anything like that is killing the good bacteria. And it's actually crazy enough just by putting it on your hands. It's actually leading to a problem in your gut potentially, and prescription medicine, a lot of them can lead to the problem. It's just an all around hard to avoid thing. So what can we do about it? Well, I personally have really loved the solution that I started down the road of eight years ago, plus maybe making kombucha. Kombucha is fermented tea. I know I've told you guys about it. I can't talk enough about it. I love it. It's the f- one of my favorite things I do in my kitchen is making kombucha and enjoying it daily. Um, but it's it's so simple once you get the ha- into a habit and once you understand the tips and tricks to making it, it's such a simple thing to add to your daily routine. In fact, if you follow certain tips that I offer in my masterclass, it's almost a no brainer. You almost don't think about it at all. Except for, well, a couple of different things, but it's like, and you might go two weeks without even thinking about the process, but every single day, enjoying the kombucha. So, it's <laughs> I can't explain it um, in too much detail here because that would require like a couple full length episodes on the podcast, and and my masterclass is a twelve module masterclass. It's it goes in depth. It explains everything, all the details. Um, and in fact, if you're interested for the month of May, I am offering a really great deal on this masterclass. If you go to solelyrested.com slash kombucha, you'll find out the scoop. Of course, kombucha is not the only thing that you can do to help your gut health. There's plenty of other things. Um, what we talk about on here all the time, just having more whole foods, more real foods in your diet makes a huge difference in your gut health. You see, all those things that I just mentioned a minute ago about modern society that is harming our gut, what it's doing, all those things are decreasing the good bacteria in our gut. And then the bad bacteria starts to go rampant. And that's what things like Whole Foods helps Resolve the problem because when you're eating all those wonderful nutrients in your daily meals, you're replenishing those nutrients and you're feeding the good bacteria. Um, Also another problem, people, not only do we have the problem that we're eating all this processed junk food, and I know that we eat it because it seems convenient and fast, right? Well, we're also in a rush because we're so busy that we're chowing down our food quickly. We're just Shoving in our mouths and moving on. And that also actually hurts our gut because it builds up um, acid in our stomach, which leads to problems in our gut. So that's another thing. Not only have more whole foods, but take your time enjoying your meals. Slow down, enjoy the taste, really take time to chew it. Believe it or not, that little thing can go a long way. Also, there, certain foods are certainly likely more likely to trigger something like acid reflux and build up more acid in your gut. So, you know, things like spicy foods, too much tomatoes, a whole lot of garlic, um, too much coffee or tea, carbonated beverages, alcohol, those kind of things are going to decrease the health of your gut. Um, Another thing I think it's not uncommon for people to have a good amount of food to eat right before bedtime. And that can be a big problem. In fact, they recommend that you have three hours between your last food and the time that you're going to bed because you want that food to be digested more before you're reclining and laying down. And then your gut is going to be a lot happier. So things like that, you know, it it's just little things that really do go long way, right? And we've been talking for how many seasons on here about how real food can be convenient. And even if it's not convenient, it's still worth the effort. And this is just one more reason that we should be taking the time and putting the effort into real food, right? Because gut health impacts every part of our health, guys. It's is—it's huge. I mean, if you have poor gut health, you, you not only have things like irritable bowel syndrome and Problems with both ends of the spectrum with constipation and diarrhea. Like, you know, it's just it runs the gamut of problems. You also have heartburn and bloating. Um, you can definitely have a lot of sleep issues if you have poor gut health. And crazy enough, it can lead to really intense sugar cravings. So here you are struggling with a gut that's really unhappy anyway, and you're craving more and more sugar which is just going to have all kinds of other bad impacts on your health. So it's just not a good thing, but it's not too hard to avoid. The second thing that I want to talk about is computer vision syndrome. I know long ago when computers first became a thing, my eye doctor started telling me about the, I don't know if he calls it the 2020 rule, maybe, and it's a pretty simple idea. Well, first of all, what is computer vision syndrome? Well, it's caused by staring at screens all day. And it can lead to really dry eyes. And it can give you pretty bad headaches, blurred vision, can give you trouble with focusing. Um, and it can give you a real sensitivity to light, like when you're stepping outside from inside or when you step into a store that's a really bright fluorescent lit store. It can really be hard for you to see if you're struggling with computer vision syndrome. Um, so the biggest solution to that is this 2020 rule to every 20 minutes, spend just 20 seconds looking at something that's at least 20 feet away. So it's ideal to have, I try to always have my work area by a window, not only because the natural light's good, you know, it makes me feel better. Not only cause I just like having a view, but also for this reason that, I try to every so often make sure I'm looking away from the screen and spending at least 20 seconds really focusing on something that's going on at quite a distance away. And that really helps your eyes readjust and not get too strained from all that screen time. It also helps to like think about your blinking. Seems a little silly, but if you just think about it once in a while that, oh, I should probably be blinking more because we tend to stare at a screen and not blink as much as our eyes need, um, for the lubrication. Um, of course you always could also use like therapeutic drops to help with that as well. And it's good to keep your bright lighting. If you have a bright light for it to not be directly overhead, but you know, somewhere in the surrounding area. And if you have a bad glare on your screen, it's a really good idea to move your screen a different angle or put some blinds on the window or do something to avoid the glare because the glare is just gonna make the the intensity on your eyes that much worse. And it's good um, to keep the monitor at least uh, 20 inches away from your eyes. So there's a lot of 20 numbers, right? And that makes it easier to remember. So, you know, don't have the screen (laughs) right up in your face, basically. Um, And then of course, you know, eye, eye doctor visits, if you have poor vision like me, I try to make sure I go to the eye doctor annually that's a really good thing to help because they're going to catch it. You know, if you have beginnings of something like this, the third, well, you know what, before we get to the third health problem, let me pause for one second and remind you that we also have another sponsor true leaf market. If you go to solelyrested.com/seeds, slash seeds, S E E D S. There is an explanation of everything I love about this company. If you are thinking about getting into fermenting your foods this summer, if you're going to grow a few veggies and maybe ferment them, it's my favorite way to preserve food. Well, that and dehydrating, I love them equally. They have the best fermenting kit you will find. If you're eager for fresh food before the garden is ready, or you just want to grow fresh food year round, I cannot recommend Sprouts enough. And True Leaf Market is the best source for not only the sprouts themselves, but the sprout kit options of how to grow them right on your kitchen counter. And there's lots more. If you're looking for food storage, um, best place for seeds, of course. So go to solelyrested.com slash seeds. Go check it out because they're a great sponsor, a great company. And let them know I sent you. Okay. Um, the third thing, let me go my list. Oh, there's actually two names for this. I have always called it Text Neck. But it's also called tech neck, which I think is a little harder to say. Maybe not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and I'm I'm actually struggling with this. Bill has it worse than I do. It definitely gets worse with old age. But, you know, if you look at someone, sometimes their neck is like C-shaped, like there's a curve to it. Mine isn't totally bad yet, but I mean, you can see that little bit of a curve and the shoulders tend to have a hump. So you have the curve to the neck and this hump to the shoulder. And it's just, it makes kind of almost like an S shape going on at the base of the head in the back. Um, So this is something that's becoming much more of a problem with people today than it, it was decades ago. And you probably know why. I mean, the name says it right. Text neck. We have our phones all the time. And we're doing this all the time, right? We have the phone down in our lap and our head is down looking at it and we're scrolling along and it's horrible on our neck. It actually, if you're holding a phone right in front of your face, up high, there is about 10 pounds of pressure on your neck, which I don't even understand how it could be 10 pounds. That seems crazy to me, but you're already bending your neck a little if your phone is all the way up here. If you're moving your phone down just a little bit, like, oh, what is that, about a foot lower, but still not down in your lap, you have increased the weight that's being put on your neck up to 50 pounds. So you go from 10 to 50 by just this little bit of movement. If you're going to put your phone all the way down here, which I am so guilty of, you know, especially like, I don't know, you have a, a movie on and, or if you're watching a show and it gets to a commercial and you just grab your phone you're sitting comfortably on the couch. It just seems like a natural thing to grab your phone and have it down in your lap. Don't do it because you have then increased the weight on your neck to over 60 pounds. It's crazy. And our necks are not meant to be down at that angle. It's just not the way because we have this, you know, we have a big head on our neck and that's a lot of weight that the neck is controlling continually. And when we give it all that extra stress, it's not good. Okay, so what can we do? aside from what I just said, which is hold that phone up in front of your face. It might look stupid. You might feel stupid. And you know what? Good, right? Because if I wind up feeling stupid, maybe I'll be on my phone less, which would really be a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, So hold the phone at the right angle is the number one thing to avoid this problem. Also, um, there are definitely exercises and stretches you can do that help avoid it or that stretch the neck to um, counterbalance the stress that you've put on it and just improve posture makes such a difference, which I've always had trouble with posture. And I hate that about myself. Like I just never, as a kid growing up was ever told, stand up straight, Michelle. (laughs) I just never thought about it. So improving my posture definitely will help. And then some of the stretches, one is to take your chin and push it, literally back. So you give yourself these major double chins because you're pushing your chin back like this. If you're watching, you're going, oh my goodness, Michelle, (laughs) but that forces your neck to have the straightness that it's supposed to. And it helps counterbalance that curve that's occurring. Um, Lots of other stretches, just average, regular things that you know, you would do right to stretch out your neck are going to help. And of course, taking breaks from your mobile device or just not being on your phone for a few hours, of course, is the best thing you could do. And ironically, you know, you can use technology to help you with this. You can actually set timers on your phone to tell yourself, you've been on your phone too long. Put it down. And the fourth thing I'm, I'm forgetting, I literally have to look at my list. Oh, carpal tunnel syndrome, something else that has gotten much more prevalent. Um. Not just because of phones, this has become a problem back when computers became a big thing and we were typing more, right? And now we also have the problem on the phone that we're using our limbs, (laughs) our our digits, our fingers, and our wrist in extra stressful ways sometimes because we're doing so much scrolling and texting. Um, But carpal tunnel, it's caused by the repeated motion of the wrist. And the wrong positioning of the wrist doing those repeated motions. So, you know, your keyboard on the computer, your mouse that you're using, the repeated motions that are not good for your wrist are going to lead to this painful, progressive condition. It usually starts off, I'm told, with um, tingling and some pain and numbness in the thumbs and maybe the two fingers beside the thumbs. And it just kind of grows from there. And it can even go into the forearm. So how do you prevent it? Well, you guys know there's plenty of things that they sell that are carpal tunnel friendly. You know, like different keyboards, different um, little things you your hand kind of props itself on and rests on while you're typing that you kind of add to a keyboard. Um, but also just practicing wise practices, like you know when you're sitting at your desk for a lot of long hours. um, Anytime that you're not typing, let your arms rest. So if you're just sitting there reading at the desk, drop your hands and let the arms rest so that they're not up in this position all the time. And when you are typing or when you have to have the arms up on the desk, um, have, unlike me, I do not right now, have a chair with arms, armrests, and have it positioned at the right height so that your arm is resting on those armrests while you're doing your typing or using your mouse or whatever you're doing. And of course, just like with other things, take breaks. It's so important. We get so sedentary and so stuck for so many hours in one position that is not a natural position anyway, that you know we have these problems. So take breaks. And again, use your phone to remind you if you need to set a timer that Okay. It's been two hours. Get up from the desk, go outside. There's so many great reasons to go outside. Right. And, and that'll definitely help avoid carpal tunnel issues. If you're taking breaks and not sitting there for too long at a time. Um, do I have anything else? Was there any other suggestion? I think that's everything that I have. So it's kind of crazy, isn't it? That, you know, the more advanced we get as a society, all of these technologies we have that are so fantastic. I mean, I love all of these things. As much as I'm bashing, I'm on my phone too much. I also love my phone. And computers, oh my goodness. Like, I love them so much. I have 800 windows open online right now. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It's probably more like maybe 28. But (laughs) I mean, I love having a computer and the internet and all of that, that that affords us. I mean, I couldn't do the work I do without those things. but. At the same time, if we aren't wise about technology, it literally is harming us. It's really affecting our health very poorly. So the great thing is, I mean, simple doesn't always mean easy, right? But the great thing is, it's actually pretty simple things that we can do that are not only going to prevent the vision problems and the neck problems and the wrist problems and the gut health problems. It's not only going to do that, but these simple little suggestions like taking breaks, getting away from the desk, changing your position, they're going to help you in so many other ways too. I mean, it's good. You know, are you like me that when you, you don't want to tear yourself away because you love what you're doing and you're so intense on it, but you make yourself go outside. Maybe the dog makes me because Bixby's like begging me, oh mom, it's time for a walk. But every time I get out there, I go, ah, this is good, you know, and it gives you renewed energy. And in the end you get more work done if that's what your goal is. (laughs) So there you have it, guys. I'm looking forward to our next episode. We have a guest coming on and well, you are going to love Amber and what she has to share with us next week. So in the meantime, thanks for listening friends. I am so glad that you are here. You guys reach out to me often over on Instagram and tell me how much you enjoyed a certain episode and it never gets old. I love hearing from you every time. And I would love to hear from you if you have any personal knowledge of those four health problems we talked about, share it with me so I can share it on future episodes, especially if you have any suggestions that I don't know about that I didn't mention, let me know, reach out to me, like I said, over on Instagram or on my blog, you know, different ways to connect with me that I would love to hear from you about that. And, um, I will catch up with you next Monday morning when the next episode drops for the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. And remember, it is easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts because it is not easy. Man, it's a good life.